Hey everyone, Joe here, and you're about to listen to the third part of my interview with Mark Ashton, our very own Arts Centre Artistic Director. In this instalment of the interview, we talk a lot about becoming the director, really working with your boots on the ground and the nitty gritty of how you're getting that show to stage. It's a great one that talks about managing expectation and also inspiring people with your vision. Make sure you give it a listen and also don't forget to check out the other three parts of this interview. Thanks so much. And without anything else to say, this is the Arts Insider Podcast. How do you balance wearing the two hats of being the leader of people in a production and also being the artistic director and the artistic vision of that production? Yeah, they are they are uh they are two different things, I think. They are two different things, but they are they are intrinsically linked mm-hmm. in the sense that you you have a vision, you you have a destination where you want to go, but you've got to take everybody with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we it's just a bit like you know, let's say let's say that you were taking a, a trip of, you were going on a trip to London to watch a show, and you you had a a group of twenty young people, excuse me, twenty young people, who were going on that show with you, and you said, right guys, get on the bus. Some people would get on the bus, and some people wouldn't get on the bus. Mm-hmm. Some people would sit at the back, and some people wouldn't sit at the back. Some people, you know, it's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. You know the destination is clear. You know where you want to go, but there's so many little tools and challenges you'll face along the way. And I think that it that you have to you have to be able to go. If I want to get that, which is an idealistic picture of where I want to go, mm-hmm. I recognise that the way that I I deal with my cast will dictate how that works. Yeah. And what I used to say in school is the maths teacher might or the French teacher might go, this is a really important subject to me. This is a this is a great thing. I I don't know and I don't really care. Mm-hmm. It is your job. The teacher's job as you said earlier on, mm-hmm. the teacher's job to say you might not get this. But I want you to get it and I'm going to do everything I can mm-hmm. to to help you get it. That is just a people thing. And once they're switched on to to mm-hmm. to your once they've got you've got their trust and they're willing to follow you, then you can take them exactly where you want to take them. But until you've got their trust and until you till they're listening to you in every moment, you you aren't going to achieve that vision. Mm-hmm. You just aren't. So uh, I think the artistic director is a bit of an, they paint an idealistic picture, but but that is a vital picture because without a destination, where are you all going? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we want to achieve. And it's going to be bumpy mm-hmm. and it's going to be, but we're, we're going to get there and we're going to be patient and I'm going to, I'm going to help you as much as I can. And I think that, yeah, so one is people, one is the picture. And I think the best one would be the adults. When I started the adults, everyone, it was an interesting thing because all the adults were sat in the circle. 
And a lot of them felt awkward because they were like the kids' parents and whatever. They felt awkward. It was all just a bit, you know. And in one breath, I thought, this has got to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a fun session, this. They've got to want to come back because at the moment, all of them look like they wanted to run for the door. <laughs> so they've got to want to come yeah. back here. So I've got to give them a reason to want to come back. But I also want to, I want to give them a bit of an idealistic picture of the future. And I want to set my stall out early on. So I remember my very first adult circle session. And I said, you might not, you know, I, I want you to have fun. I, I, you know, I want us to come here and, and feel welcome and feel that we can be ourselves. But my vision is high quality theatre. Mm-hmm. That's what I want is high quality theatre. And people said like, well, you know, bloody hell, you've got the wrong people here then because they couldn't see it. They couldn't see what I could see. Mm -hmm. They couldn't see their potential. Every one of them was bashing themselves about how they weren't Mm -hmm. good. And there was one or two that that, that knew they they were decent, you know what I mean? But in the main, they had a low opinion of themselves in the theatre world, in the setting. And I think that was, that was you know, artistic vision, yes. Can I see potential in these guys? Can I figure out a way to take them there? You know, and the, some of the adult productions that we've done have been, have, have been really high quality. And so we were, I was true to, true to my word in terms of, you know, but I had, that's took a lot of patience and a lot of time and a lot of effort. Um, and, and it's took them for me to take them with me. And, and for them to trust me and for them to follow me down that road. Yeah. And, and so there was, a, there was a, you know, a massive link. You can't just, you can't just go paint the picture and you guys will have to get there. Yeah. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work like that. This links really nicely into my next question, which sort of talks about clarifying and communicating that vision, that artistic concept that performative idea because i think you know on the record there are times not all the time but there are times where i can out of the four of us me you clue and jamie the four drama practitioners currently working in the space i am sometimes the worst explainer of concepts and by that i mean I'll be explaining something and talking about what we're going to do dramatically in a piece. And I'll look up and there is a sea of blank faces. And I can recognize that now. And, you know, I've been fortunate to have enough experience maybe to start to go, okay, did I explain that really badly? Let me backtrack. Let me start again. Or fortunately, sometimes you're blessed with an Abbey Meadows who will go, what, what are we, what? I don't understand. But there is times where I'll go home and I'll think, I am so far behind at getting good at explaining clearly at the right level compared to a you or a J or a clue. And sometimes one of you will will come in and just nicely clean something up for me in an explanation and I'll go, oh, that, that's boss because I needed them to do that for me because now they all get it. But that's annoying because I wasn't able to do that at first. So do you have any advice around the idea of putting these 
dramatic ideas simply to the people who need to receive them? No, it, well, the, my advice is that that you. Uh, I remember when I did this earlier on. You've got to be a, a, a good orator when you're when you're delivering things to young people. It's, it, mm -hmm. it's it, it, there's an art to it. There's no mm -hmm. doubt about it. And with any art comes practice mm -hmm. and comes and you can't get good at something unless you were crap at it. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I think that that's the thing that you. We've all got to, like, our culture here, you've, you've said two things there which resonated with me, actually, and it's not, it's, until you've said it, it didn't resonate with me as, as, as much, is you said that you said you can go, sorry, guys, let me backtrack. Mm -hmm. This wasn't really, this wasn't amazing. Let me, let me, stay with me a minute, because I think this, mm -hmm. and then you you called out Abby Meadows, who, like so many, is someone that that is maybe not confident enough but is knows mm -hmm. that challenge, mm -hmm. creative conflict, as we said earlier on, challenge is part is okay here. Yeah, we're okay, we're okay with that. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've 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 seen you, you know, you and you and students, probably more so because I think they challenge you a little bit more mm -hmm. because, um, because you're maybe obviously a lot younger and you were kind of one of them and now you're not type of thing. But all, I think all of that is 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 so healthy. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's so healthy because we're not getting personal, and you no. you welcome the challenge because you like you like to be able to go back to them. Oh, I love the beef. You know, I do. you go back to them, and if you're wrong, and if I'm wrong, I can go. You, no, you're right. I, I, I apologize. Yeah. I, I apologize. I thought this morning everyone was saying the word. We we, we got <laughs> shot and went in the middle. What they were actually saying was yeah. shocked. And I, I immediately went, I'm, guys, I must apologize. I, I thought you said shot. Mm -hmm. That's been a culture here. And I think that's why you and, and you know, everyone else is able to learn so quickly. Mm -hmm. When I look at the, the the standard of your of your facilitation, and, and the delivery of, of, of what you're doing, you've had so many opportunities mm -hmm. to try and fail. Yeah. And people are not blessed with that. They, they get that much later on in their careers. And they're frightened to death of trying and failing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the culture we've created here. And and you've just you've just kind of summarized it. Um but but no, I I just think that the more you do it, the better you get. Yeah. And I I have delivered. Like, say, look at me, like, delivering, let's say, the table game session or we, we did the prop session that, this week. Yeah. It's a tried and tested session that I know works and I can do it in my sleep. But I can do it in my sleep because I've done it mm. hundreds, if not thousands of times. Yeah. And I just think, you, you know, between try, being willing to fail, lowering everybody's... Because what you say that everyone else thinks that they're okay to fail, and that's fine, because we're just learning, we're just yeah. trying, and we're exploring, and we're being creative and, cur and curious. So I think no, it's just about it's about acknowledging your weaknesses and working hard to to correct those, but not what 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 have I said to you in the past? You know, analysis paralysis. Yeah, D don't overanalyze to the f the point where you can't do it. Just be willing to to be rubbish at it until you get good at it. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be my advice, yeah. And, you know, that's 
that's, again, it's reassuring to hear and it's nice to, to have this recorded so that other up-and-coming facilitators can hear it because even, for instance, today, you know, I was doing a lot of the leading on a session around Stanislavski. I've not really ran the Stanislavski session a lot before. It's a really important one for me to add to my toolkit, but I'm still looking at it and going, oh, probably next time I'm going to do this a little bit differently. I'm going to do that a little bit differently. That bit's really successful, so I'm going to build on that a little bit more. So early career-wise, it's reassuring to hear that actually stuff like the table game session, which would seem, you know, there's maybe this intimidating feeling of watching it and going, oh my God, that just like works so well and so naturally. The session that I'm starting to kind of develop doesn't work well and naturally in the same way. You know, it's reassuring to hear that that isn't because that session that you're crafting for the first few times is doomed to fail and will never become that natural thing. It's because there's 20 years of unseen experience hidden beneath that that session that feels natural and out of the box. Yeah, 1 million percent. That That is exactly right. We, we have young people. I can go to a school that I've never met. I've, I can work with anyone I've never met. And there are sessions that I can pull out of my top pocket that I know... I know 100% that it would work. Someone mm-hmm. says, well, how do you know? Because I've done it over 100 times and it's worked every single time. But what they're not seeing, like you say, mm-hmm. is is that is that years, years and yeah. years of refinement. Mm-hmm. And that that's why those sessions work so well. I hadn't even thought about how, you know, today with the Inters, we're doing a session that we did last year of the Advanced. And it's a really... It's successful in terms of you want to have it be emotionally impactive and things like that, but it's successful because subconsciously or un- unconsciously, at least in some degree, there's been a choice to go, oh, that really worked well with them, so I'm going to bring that back with this group. But I'm going to now lead users. I this. think, sorry, just, just no, to finish you it. off, one thing there is I also think that you, you, maybe because you said about school and you like being a mm-hmm. student, and you're still a student, is we should all be more like that. Mm. So I think because you're here, you're you're in this space of like, I'm learning so much from my college course, my, my uni course, and, and from everyone else. And even this conversation, like you're, you're such a thirst for like knowledge, I want to know more, I want to know more, that actually you, you are trying things and refining them and you're bringing so much new ideas to the room. Some of them, yeah, the, 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 a mile off being are being refined, but you're so willing to, to bring them in because you're still, I think you're teaching like, a, at times you're teaching like a like a student mm-hmm. and that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So many of us are looking for, for finished products and we, we don't want to look, we don't want our ego to be affected if people think we haven't got this right or are we going to look unprofessional if we, no, uh-huh. no, because... This is a. It, it's about discovery. Performing arts is about is about discovery and about ourselves. And I think you're. And I'd hate I'd hate for any young practitioner to get to a point where they've stopped trying new things yeah. for fear of the fact that they don't want to look incompetent. Uh huh. Hundred percent. That would be that would be sad. But it links perfectly to my next question. We're approaching the last couple, and this one is connected to a word that we've kind of, we're we're inadvertently referencing here, which is about expectation. And this unpacks a little bit 
from my next question into managing expectation. As a director, my understanding is you've spent the last 20 years managing expectation versus reality, you know, and you wrote a blog article about this not too long ago. I very deliberately didn't reread the blog article, but I did remember seeing this paragraph and you referenced Lame Is, a show that you've always wanted to do, but you can't do it right now for whatever limitations there are. There is this balancing act between expectation versus reality. And for someone, you know, as as long in the tooth within the game as you are, just what is your relationship with managing and balancing expectation versus reality? I, I think that um, expectation is the, the kind of root cause of all disappointment. Mm-hmm. And if we if we set unrealistic expectations for ourselves, if I set it for my casts or, you know, my children or myself, then we're going to live constantly disappointed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we're looking at youth theatre, straight away we're, 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 there's an expectation or there's a the, the, the reality is that you're dealing with youth amateur performers. Mm-hmm. So just because you've been to watch the West End version of <laughs> Hamilton or Dear Evan Hansen or, you know, Lion King, yeah. doesn't mean that when you try to recreate that with your youth theatre group, you're going to be getting anywhere near that. Mm-hmm. But people are getting dis- disheartened, disappointed about the fact that they can't emulate what they've seen on a professional level. I've had young people, students, who have tried singing a song by a, an Adina Menzel or, mm-hmm. you know, someone someone of that, you know, calibre. And they can't do it properly. Mm-hmm. They can't do it as well as Adina Menzel. They're getting upset. <laughs> and and it, it's, it's crazy. What it means is they're not managing their expectations. Yeah, Their reality is not Adina Menzel. So... I think you're forever coming up against against that type of thing, you know. Um, and I said before about the metric of of the way that we we measure success, you know, expect our expectation. You've, you you know you your standard, your personal standard has, has always been high as a performer. You know, you feel expectation from me mm-hmm. naturally because you're you're now directing for the first time, mm-hmm. or fully directing a big show yeah, yeah. and certainly a senior show for the first time. So there's expectation there, you know, and you, you know, you don't want to be doing the same things as me, but you you don't want to be, you know, abandoning good practice yeah. and, you know, and all of this sort of thing goes on in your head. But ultimately, you know, the reality is that, that this is your first, mm-hmm. your first thing. And as we've just been discussing, 120 shows later, I have got pretty pretty good yeah. at many of the things that you are going to experience for the first time. So as you go into this whole process, it's you expect good things from yourself and, and you want to do this, but you've got to be really, really clear on those expectations and you've got to manage those expectations. Equally, 
You've got the students who are dealing with you for the first time. You are going to be leading the process. You're going to have full autonomy on on role things like casting. Mm-hmm. You're going to live and die by the decisions that you make. You're also going to be judged on your ability to take that that show to stage with the team that you've selected. Mm-hmm. But as I say, you know, you, you, so you're constantly there's an expectation of this, but in reality there so i think you've just got to be re- we've got to be realistic and as i say you you know we, we can all want things we can all aim high as one of our values is to aim high but aiming unrealistically too high and then being disappointed at the result is a little bit fo- is a little bit foolish really you know and and it's like audiences audiences come to watch they pay, you know, for us, they pay seven fifty a ticket or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because we we actually, that's a cheap cost for a ticket. Their expectation is low, right? So they come to a college and in their head, how many times have we heard this? I just thought it was going to be like a school, a school play. Yeah. And all of a sudden they've got professional costumes, professional uh-huh. lighting, you know, really, really high quality production. And it really exceeds their expectation mm-hmm. because in reality, they weren't expecting that. So there's this real kind of, you know, push and pull vibe between between expectation and reality. Um, and it's an interesting relationship, I think, between them t- between the two. Um, I'd always rather over-exceed than, than under-exceed. But I have, over the 20 years I've been doing this job, is I've become so much better at going this is the reality yeah. of where we are, of where we are at. And I'm going to, I want to circle back in a moment to something that you referenced there about the idea of recreating something that we've seen somewhere else. But before I do, I'm really interested in pulling out a bit of a tangent from what you've just mentioned, because I think you would be frustrated at the idea of someone coming to you and saying, about a group of students, or they they don't talk to me, or they don't react to me how they react to you. In fact, I'm not guessing. I know I know that would be your frustration. And we were recently, because it kind of connects with something that I'm looking at at drama school at the moment, talking about how that has some theory behind it, about how sociologically students, participants are going to read one practitioner differently to another. But I know for a fact you get frustrated if someone would respond to you as, oh, they, they don't treat me the same way they treat you. Why? Why is that frustrating for you? Because we I, I have been on on the journey. Mm-hmm. So when we look at when we look at leadership, we go, because you're the leader, mm-hmm. or because you're the boss, or because you're the director, you believe, rightly or wrongly, and this is un- quote unquote you hypothetically that you with that title comes the immediate admiration Mm -hmm. and the immediate kind of respect from your subordinates whoever they may be Mm -hmm. and that is absolutely incorrect that is wrong Mm -hmm. that is an that's earned and it's earned over time so for me i've been dealing with with some of these students for the last 10 years. Yeah. I've been down with them. I've seen them cry. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen them win. Mm-hmm. I've seen them, you know, I've seen them deal with big stuff at home, you know, their own family life. 
and we've we've put performing arts to the side for a minute and we've talked about that you know mm -hmm. i've sacrificed a lot of things for them and they know that and that's where our relationship comes from it doesn't come from and this bugs me because it doesn't come from well you're the boss so that's that's how it should you know mm -hmm. it's because you're the boss I, I hate that notion i have earned that respect and trust from them by the actions that i have taken and i think that the reason that i have said to you um people have said to delegate this job this is a job that you cannot delegate easily mm -hmm. because it comes with an almighty amount of of um personal responsibility yeah and you are the reason I think you're in a position to do it. Yes, you've you're, you've got talent in in terms of the, you know, you've got great experience in terms of the performance process. You've been through them, the, the, been through it many many times before. You've got a great understanding of the what you want in terms of uh, uh, production, so technical. You're very good at dealing with, um, you know, the, the 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 pressure of a situation without without your head exploding you can remain calm but i think what you've what you've become what you've earned is and you've earned it by your actions is you've earned respect from them mm -hmm. and i've noticed that when i'm not there they don't respond to you the same as me mm -hmm. but they absolutely respect you mm -hmm. and that's not because you're at drama school in london no. you know as great as that as that mm -hmm. sounds you're not because you're older no. You're not because you're once Joe Howard student of the year. It's not because you're a, you've got a great, you know, your diploma, distinction at diploma. It's nothing to do with that. No. It's to do with what you said before about Viv. Mm -hmm. Is it's it's to do with the way that you have that she mm -hmm. turned up for you. Mm -hmm. It's the way that you turn up for these kids. And I think mm -hmm. that that to me is why someone says they don't treat me the same way as they treat you. And I'm like, no, because you haven't given them as much as I have given them. And yeah. I think as leaders, it's no given right mm -hmm. that we that we get that people to follow us. We we people follow us because they want to. Yeah. <laughs>